everything that you've done so far today. Worship has been phenomenal. Even though we didn't have our drummer, Lord, we didn't even really recognize it. We just enjoyed that acoustic version of those worship songs. And, man, it was just powerful. I felt your presence. Your presence was here. And, Father, I know you touched lives already. So, Father, I pray that you can use me just as your vessel. I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a vessel for you today. And, Father, I pray that any person that hears this message, Father, they be changed. And as we talk about honor today, Father, I just pray that we can just honor you more in everything we do. We forget about honor sometimes. But, Father, I pray that we can be reminded today of what it means and how we can live to honor you in everything that we do, Father. Father, I pray for everybody here today, Father, that they be in good health. They have no sickness amongst their bodies today. And they leave feeling refreshed today, anointed. And they feel like they're honored as well. We love you so much. We pray these precious, mighty things in your name. Everybody agree said? Amen. amen and amen. So let's dig in, guys. Honor. How hard is it to honor today? How hard is it to honor your spouse, honor your coworkers, honor your peers, honor your bosses? It's pretty hard, isn't it? Well, today I hope I can help us with that, even including myself, because I, I know I need areas of improvement in honor um, in many ways. Honor is used in the Bible 147 times. 147 times in Scripture, honor is used. And the Greek word for honor is timi. Timi, T-I-M-I. Honor is defined as high respect, great esteem, glory, integrity, uprightness, nobleness, great respect. And like I said, it's used in scriptures 147 times. So we know honor is a part of the Bible and it's biblical. God wants us to honor in many areas of our life. I was going to go to... I wasn't going to go to Numbers today, but, but God led me there. Numbers 16. Jake, if you want to just pull that. We'll start at 1. Y'all bear with me. I may read most of, of, of 16, uh, chapter 1. Uh, excuse me, chapter 16. And I'll start at verse 1. But there's a reason behind this. It's a great story of Moses and an assembly that he had built. And there was a... Korah was a leader in that city that day. I want to start at verse 1. You'll get to where I'm going. It says, One day Korah, son of Izhar, a descendant of Kohath, son of Levi, conspired with Dathan and Abram, sons of Eli, and on, and on son of Peleth, from the tribe of Reuben. Man, could you imagine graduation class in that decade? That had to be hysterical. Anyway, uh, they incited a rebellion against Moses, along with 250 other leaders of the community. Get this, all prominent members of the assembly. All prominent members of the assembly. They united against Moses and Aaron and said, You have gone too far. The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord, and he is with all of us, all of us. What right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the Lord's people. Well, we already know trouble's coming. We see it right here. That's, re that's being rebellious. That's not honoring the Lord. That, that, that assembly's already been gathered. It's already been anointed by the Lord. Let's go to verse 4. It says, When Moses heard what they were saying, he fell face down on the ground. Then he said to Korah and his followers, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show us who, who belongs to him 
and who is holy. The Lord will allow only those whom he elect, selects to enter in his own presence. Did you hear that? Isn't that good? Korah, you and your followers must prepare your incense burners. Light fires in them tomorrow and burn incense before the Lord. Then we will, then we will see whom the Lord chooses as his holy one. You Levites are the ones who have gone too far. I'm going to keep going. Then Moses spoke again to Korah. Now listen, you Levites. Does it seem insignificant to you that the God of Israel has chosen you from among all the community of Israel to be near him so you can serve in the Lord's tabernacle? And stand before the people to minister to them? Korah, he has already given this special ministry to you and your fellow Levites. Are you now demanding the priesthood as well? The Lord is the one you and your followers are really voting against. For who is Aaron that you are complaining about him? Now I can't imagine what Moses was thinking. He, he thought that he had already had it all done. It was, it was ready. And then here comes Korah. Supposed to be a prominent man of God. But you see what dishonoring the Lord has done, what has, what, has, what has already started. It's already started to where Moses is telling him, please, he, he knows what will happen if he don't. He knows. He, he's telling him right here. Let's jump to, I want to jump, uh, I want to jump to, do, 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 let's go to 22, verse 22. But Moses and Aaron fell down on the ground. Oh, God, they pleaded. You are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Must you be angry with all the people when only one man sins? And the Lord said to Moses, Then tell all the people to get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abram. So Moses got up and rushed over to the tents of Dathan and Abram, followed by the elders of Israel. Quick, he told the people, Get away from the tents of these wicked men, and don't touch anything that belongs to them. If you do, you will be destroyed for their sins. So here's Moses trying to help these people that weren't even really leaders. They were just a part of that uh, non-assembly that Korah had developed and had told the, those people that they, weren't, they, weren't, that they shouldn't honor what Moses is doing because they haven't gathered to the assembly. So let's look at it. Let's go to verse 28. And Moses said, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things that I have done, for I have not done them on my own. If these men die a natural death, or if nothing unusual happens, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord do does something entirely new, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them all and their belongings, and they go down alive into the grave, then you will know that these men have shown contempt for the Lord. He had hardly finished speaking the words when the ground suddenly split open beneath them. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed the men, along with their households and all their followers who were standing with them and everything they owned. So they went down alive into the grave, along with all their belongings. The earth closed over them, and they all vanished from among the people of Israel. All the people around them fled when they heard the screams. The earth will swallow us too, they cried. Then the fire blazed forth from the Lord and burned up the 250 men who were offering incense. So even though they were offering incense, see what happened? They still, went, they still burned. They still burned. 
So basically, to conclude that, here Moses and Aaron foreshadowed Jesus' great sacrifice by stepping between the people of God and the hard penalty they must pay for sin, saving just some of them. So I want to jump over to 2 John 1, verse 8. To kind of conclude that before I get into 2 John, I believe that we are called to honor God in many ways, more than just going to church. Um, I believe we have to honor Him in everything that we talk about. We have to honor Him in everything that we put in our body. We have to honor Him in everything that we do at our job, the way we talk to our coworkers, the way we talk to our bosses. Because God, God has lined up the authority, guys. There is authority. We'll get into that later, but they, there is authority. I'm going to give you four steps of authority today that will help you to deal with authority and to honor authority. So let's look at 2 John chapter 1, verse 8. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked so hard to achieve, but be diligent so that you receive your full reward. Your full reward. It doesn't say some of the reward or half of the reward or a little bit of the reward. It says full reward. You know, in the Gospels, there were people who received a full reward and people who received a partial, and there were people that received none. Let's look at Mark, verse 6, excuse me, chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. This is going to kind of help us look at that when I'm talking about receiving a full reward. Mark 6, verse 3. Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Verse 4. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine witnessing that? Jesus not being honored in his own hometown with his own family? Had to be disheartening. Verse 5, And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was limited. Why was he limited? Brothers and sisters, he could... He could do no mighty works because he was restrained. He was restrained. He was restrained in the city of Nazareth. What restrained him? Let's look at verse 3 again. Guys, a prophet is, a prophet is not without honor. Amen? they got to have honor. Let's look at verse 3 again. Then they scoffed him. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph. Judas and Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. I don't know about y'all, but I really want to learn how I can honor the Lord more. How I can really be in love with honoring him in everything I do, everything I see, everything I touch, everything I talk about, everything I pray about. Is, is it honoring him? You know, honor can be displayed in action. It can be displayed in word and in thought. But all true honor originates from right here, guys, from the heart. That's where true honor originates. 
that God has equipped us with His spiritual truth right here. This will help us. The Bible helps us learn how to honor, how to read and pray and seek His will to be done and purpose for our lives. Let's look at what Isaiah 29, 13 says. And so the Lord says, these people say they are mine, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. These people say they are mine, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And they worship me of me as nothing but man-made. It's pretty deep, isn't it? And so the Lord says, people say they're mine, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Like I said again, it's a heart, it's a heart condition. It's a heart condition. It's like some of us need a uh, heart transplant. We need a renewed spirit about us. And only Jesus can give us that. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the faith of the Roman officer. Let's look at Matthew 8, 5 through 10. When I think of this Roman officer, guys, man, I think about John the Baptist as well. This Roman officer had more honor than John the Baptist. You're probably saying, Dwayne, are you sure about that? We're going to look at it. We're going to look at it. The faith of a Roman officer. Matthew 8, let's start at 5. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in a bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. That's where it gets good. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come in my home. Just say the word from where you are, my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my super officer, superior officers, and I have no authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if, they, and if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Guys, like I said a while ago, this man had more honor than John the Baptist. Here he told Jesus, don't come into my house. That's honor. That's some good honor, ain't it? Amen? I'm preaching better than y'all, amen. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers. So he's already telling Jesus, don't come into my house. Heal him from afar. He's trying to tell him, I'm honoring you. I want to honor you, Jesus. Because you're the only one that can do it from afar. So one week before Jesus was crucified, he said in Luke 13, 35, let's look at that. And now look, your house is abandoned, and you will never see me again until you say, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Your house is abandoned and you will never see me again until you say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. How often do we say that? How often do we say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord? 
We should be saying it every day. Every time we pray, we should be saying it. Let's look at John 13, 20 and Matthew 10, 40, 41. These two scriptures are basically the same. We'll go with John 13, 20. But both of, the, both of those are the same. 13, 20 and Matthew 10, 40, 41. Both of those verses are basically the same. So I want to read that, and I want to replace some of that with honor. I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who honors my messenger is honoring me. And anyone who honors me is honoring the Father who sent me. Let's look at Matthew 10, 40. About the same. Anyone who honors you honors me. And anyone who honors me receive, honors the Father who sent me. Receives is basically honor. And welcomes is basically honor. So those are the same. Anyone who honors you honors me. And anyone who honors me honors the Father who sent me. If you give a prophet as one of them speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you give righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. Honor, guys. Honor. Honor. Jake, let's look at 1 Samuel 2.30. says, therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I promise that you, your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priest. Again, get this. But I will honor those who honor me, and I will honor, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. Let's look at that again. God, the Lord of Israel says, I promise that your branch of tribe would all, of Levi would always be my priest. But I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. So with that verse right there, I want to get into authority. Authority. How we can use honor to look at authority and what it means in our life. Because we need help with that. Because everybody struggles with authority, including myself. Authority's tough. You don't like being told what to do sometimes, right? Whether that be your spouse, Cody, Michelle, Sam. Hey, Sam. How y'all doing? Good to see y'all. But no, really, guys, Scripture really helps us do all that. It equips us to honor in everything we do. There's four areas that I want to talk about authority. The first one is civil authority, which is our president, officials, law enforcement, so on. Let's look at Romans 13, 1 through 5. Speaking of authority, everyone must submit to govern authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the, for the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do, do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants, sent for your good. <clears throat> Y'all see that? The authorities are God's servants, sent for your good. 
But if you do, but if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. Now we know that there are some authorities that take advantage. There are some bad authorities that go over their head. We just have to pray for them. Verse 5, so you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. So how do we respect, how do we respect our authority? Well, we just have to, we have, to, we have to pray. We have to respect our authority. Now, if you get pulled over doing 75 and a 40, I can't help you with that. You're just going to have to pray for mercy. <laughs> Amen? All right. Let's go to the number two area of authority. Family. Who likes family authority? Nobody? Let's look at Ephesians 6. 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If, you're, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. You know, I've been driving a bus for a couple of months now, and well, new, the new school year. And uh, it's, it's challenging. Some of those children, you can see it on their faces. You can see what they're going through. You can see some of them are struggling. Um, and you can see some of them are really rebellious. You, can, you, you just know that they don't have authority. They don't, they're not honoring their mother and their father. So somebody asked me the other day, they asked me how did I like you know, my new job. I said, yeah, it's good. Um, I said, but it's more about being a driver. It's more about being a mentor. It's more about being a, a vessel, you know, for some of those kids that don't have that kind of um, love for them at home. You know, so I'm just thankful that God really blessed me with that, blessed with Michelle and I with that, you know, because it's, it's something that I really, really love. I, re I love doing it, you know, and it's, uh, but I, I'm praying for cooler weather. One of our one of our drivers uh, last week had a thermometer inside of his bus, and it was at 120 degrees. So it's uh, it's really hot. Uh, but but the new buses are being, that are being built have AC. Praise the Lord. Hopefully we'll have our whole fleet replaced in 10 years. I pray I'm still there to get me an AC bus. Amen. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to family authority. Ephesians, uh, we already covered Ephesians 6. Let's go to Deuteronomy 27, 16. Cursed is anyone who dishonors father or mother. And all the people will reply, amen. You know, I did some research on this. Not really research, I already kind of knew it, but I really hadn't really thought about it much. You know, the Ten Commandments... Everybody knows them, I hope. But do you know that dishonoring your mother and father are above murder, stealing, 
and adultery? I mean, not that those things are okay, I'm just saying. We've got to honor our mothers and fathers. My boys and girls that are here today, if you're struggling with that, if you're struggling with honoring your mother and your father, just seek prayer at the service. Let's, let's get rid of that. So we bind that up right now in Jesus' name. But that, but that, that is true in the commandments. Dishonoring your mother and father are above murder, stealing, and adultery. That's pretty deep, guys. God wants us to honor our parents. We might not like everything they do, but we have to love them through it. I don't like what they do, but you got to love them through it. you got to honor them. Like, Mom, Dad, I honor y'all. I love y'all. But you, you can't do that. Let's get you through it. All right, number three in authority is social authority. Social. That's getting deep. Teachers, bosses, coaches. We have to serve and honor them as unto the Lord. Number four, church. Church authority. Who likes church authority? That's what the Bible says about church authority. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are leaders in the Lord's work. In the Lord's work. Are we honoring those that are in the Lord's work? Are we honoring our pastors? You know, I think that's why we need to pray with our pastors. We need to love them. Love them through what they're not doing right. Come, Go to them with love. I love, I love Pastor Nathan. You know, he tells, tells me all the time, he said, man, if I'm not doing something right, just come to me. You know, tell me what I'm doing wrong or, or just advise me or pray with me. You know, and I love that about him. He's, you know, he's humble. He's open to that because he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's got a lot of pressure on him. Let me see if I can find my, what I wanted to share. I should have done it earlier. Pastors have a lot of responsibility. It says 97% of pastors have been betrayed. 97%. Falsely accused or hurt by their trusted friend. 97%, guys. 70% of pastors battle depression. 70. 7,000 churches close each year. 1,500 pastors quit each month. 10% will retire a pastor. 80% of pastors feel discouraged. 94% of pastors' families feel the pressure of ministry. 94%. 78% of pastors have no close friends. 78%. 90% of pastors report working. 55 to 75 hours per week. So we got to honor our pastors. We got to honor our elders. We got to honor our other church family. How do we do that? We help each other. And Lord, I apologize for not coming to help you yesterday. I had my plate full. <laughs> um, but thank God you got moved. Man, thank, thank our church family for helping Lori yesterday. And get, I think they've done it in four or five hours. So praise God for that. And it was hot. 
And moving stinks, guys. It's for the birds. I, I wouldn't even give it to the birds. They'd be like, no way. But anyway, thank y'all for helping her, Jake, and all you guys. That was awesome. The hands and feet of Jesus. Nothing like it. Amen. And y'all, you guys were honoring. Y'all were honoring her and honoring the Lord by helping her, being, her, being the vessel for her. So praise you guys for that. All right, now we talked about the four areas of authority, civil authority, family, social authority, and church authority. Now I want to go to 1 Peter 2.17. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. This is kind of going back to church authority, kind of wrapping that up. Respect everyone. Love the family of believers, which is us, and respect the king, which is Jesus, king of kings and lord of lords. What's Peter saying there? I'm about to blow you away with this. You might want to write it down. You say you fear God who you do not see when you can't respect the person who, repla who he replaces authority on who you can see. Y'all with me? you hear that you say you fear God who you do not see when you can't respect the person who he replaces authority on who you can see that's not up there Jake may get it up there I don't know he works magic I won't say it again this is what Peter is saying in 217 respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. Going back to our church family. Peter is saying, you say you fear God who you do not see when you can't respect the person who he replaces authority on who you can see. That's pretty deep. Amen. And Paul said, give double honor to all the elders. Double honor. Double honor to all the elders. Now we're going to go to, kind of go back to family, but I'm going to be talking to the men and the husbands through this. First Peter 3, 7. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Did y'all catch that last sentence? I mean, what is that saying, really? That's saying heaven is not going to answer your prayers. She may be weaker than you are, but she is equal, your, your equal partner in God's gift of new life. And I'm going to tell you something. There's some, women, there's some women in this room today that are not weak. There's some strong-willed women in this room right here today. And kudos to you. You guys rock. That's all I'm saying. You know who you are. Y'all are all awesome, though. But anyway, treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want my prayers hindered. I want my prayers answered. 
And I want my wife to be successful in everything she does. I don't want her to be weak. I don't want her to be my weak partner. I want her to be my strong partner to help carry me in my times of weakness. That's what they do. Right, Roger? Amen. I know it's, this is short today, guys, but I want to close with this. We honor God because we paid the, because he, prayed, he paid the highest price for that individual that you're having trouble with honoring. You've got to get honor in your heart. We've got to get honor in our heart. I've got to get honor in my heart. He, pay, he paid the highest price for us to have to not even suffer with that, to suffer, to suffer with dishonor. We don't have to suffer with dishonor because we can honor. We can honor in everything that we do, everything that we see, everything that we touch, everything that we're a part of. We can honor. We can honor him in so many ways that we think we can't. We can do it. He gives us strength to. He gives us strength to. I think when sometimes when we get discouraged, when we get complacent, when we get wrapped up in this world, we don't know where to turn, but we got to turn to Jesus. Jesus honored us when he went to the cross over 2,000 years ago. When no man could pay the price, he paid it. He paid it for me and you. So we have to honor him in everything we do. Everything we do. Honor is not easy. It's something we usually forget about because we live in a busy world. We live in an evil world. But we can change that. We can be his vessels. We can be his hands, his feet. We can be everything he has called us to be. But we have to honor. We have to honor him. We have to honor our loved ones. Even though we want to kill them sometimes. We have to honor them. We have to honor them and love them through what they're going through. And give them the best advice we can to live the, the life that Jesus has called them to live. And get, them, get them saved. Get them to church. Get them to be a part of the Christian family that God has called us to be a part of. So as we close today, I just wondered, what can we do more often to honor the Lord. How can we do it? Where can we go? Who can we talk to? What can we be a part of? How can we minister? How can we help? How can we save? How can we change lives for the better? How can we be impactful on a broken world? That needs honor. Will you bow your heads? Father, we just thank you so much for this day you've given us. We thank you that you've used me as a vessel today to speak about honor. Speak about what it means to honor you. What it means to honor our wives, our husbands, our children, our mothers, and our fathers. 
our grandparents, our loved ones, Father, you most importantly. Father, I feel like today we just want to make sure nobody leaves here today feeling like they can't honor. They're struggling with honor. They think they can't, they can't do it. They think they just have given up on honoring whoever they need to honor. We just thank you that you're going to bind that up today. We're going to, we're going to help bind that up today. We're not going to have anybody here today that is going to feel like they can't honor in any area of their lives, Father. Father, I just pray right now that if there's any person here today that's struggling with honor, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're struggling with honor today, I'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you as a church family. Just be bold today and raise your hand if you're struggling with honor today. If anybody's struggling with honor today, I would just love to pray with you. Let you be free from that. Let you know that you can honor God in everything that you do. Father, we can't do it without you. We can't, we can't honor people without your love, your grace, salvation, and freedom, and everything that you give us. We can't do it without you. So we pray that the Holy Spirit just move over this sanctuary this morning. Just break free the, the chains of not being able to honor today. <laughs>